welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanvi. And I'm Erin. And this is our Seventh Heaven Podcast. On today's episode of Camden Cast, we will be talking about Season 9, Episode 2. The title is The Best Laid Plans Part 2, despite the fact that the last episode was called uh, Dropping Trow Part 1. This is not Dropping Trow Part 2. It's The Best Laid Plans Part 2, even though we never had a Part 1. Anyway, our IMDb user synopsis is... A pregnant Lucy and Kevin learn they are going to have a girl. Simon tells his parents he is having sex with Georgia and is on probation at college. Eric decides to set up an abstinence, abstinence pledge group at church, and Ruthie signs it. Um, Ruthie doesn't sign that, it. No, I was going to say, not really, this isn't really true. <laughs> and spoiler alert for anyone who didn't realize that Lucy and Kevin, are, they learn they're going to have a girl. So that's that storyline. Um, but what was your first impression of this episode? I actually really enjoyed uh, uh, different aspects of this episode, mostly a lot of the confrontations between Matt and the Reverend Annie and Simon and the Reverend Annie. I think it was really important for them to hear that them as parents make mistakes and them as parents might not be as well-equipped to handle certain things or their parenting methods of past might not work in like current situations. I thought that they both brought up very good points about like the, the how the Camdens have decided to raise their kids, etc. Um, so I really liked that. I really liked the kind of the the the, the clapback. If, if I, I'm going to call it a clapback, yeah. you know, because I feel like we've gotten season after season of season of don't have sex, abstinence, wait until marriage, and it was nice to see both Matt and Simon have very articulate arguments as to why that was wrong, and also. Yeah, I don't know. I thought, like, I think the Camerons have a lot of hubris, and it was Icarus flew through too close to the sun this time. Yeah, and it's just, um, we'll we'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, So we'll start with the cold open, in which we were back at the fancy, well, we're at the fancy restaurant where um, we left off in the last episode, and the the Rev and Annie have arrived to crash uh, Simon's date with Georgia. Um, They arrive first. Uh, when Simon arrives, you get the idea that he goes to this restaurant a lot mm-hmm. because, um, well, the the waiter seems to know him and is like, okay, the usual. Um, and Georgia is like, oh, order whatever you want because it's on me because you paid for the room. And the Camerons are like, give each other yeah. like a look like, oh, shit, the room. And in a petty act of pettiness, the Rev decides that since the the food is on Georgia, Georgia. that he's going to order the most expensive things off the menu and order a lot of it. So he orders, like, steak and duck and Yorkshire pudding. Actually, all that sounds really good. Um, Yeah. Broccoli, a chocolate souffle, like, all these things. Coffee, I'm sure. Um, And that is the cold open. So we'll uh, probably deal with Simon last. Um... So first we're going to talk very quickly about the other two minor storylines that take place in this episode. Um, firstly, Ruthie and Martin are still at each other's throats in a way. Um, because of the pantsing, yeah. the great pantsing of 2004. Yes. Um, and we have another, we have a scene of basically Martin and Matt like making a deal where Martin won't say anything to Cecilia about Simon and Georgia if Matt can convince Ruthie to apologize to Martin. Ruthie goes to apologize again, but it blows up in both their faces. As Ruthie thinks she's owed an apology, and Martin kind of, like, schools her. He's like, 
ever like you are just a spoiled brat and you think you can't do any like any wrong and then she turns around she's like well you don't know how to talk to women that's why cecilia broke up with you so clearly it doesn't go that well um matt actually takes on a different role this season um later on in this episode they keep uh, it keeps coming up throughout this episode and they keep repeating it that they're like Matt will say something wise or something, you know, that, yeah. that everyone thinks like, oh. And then they say, oh, well, you're really starting to sound like a doctor. Or like, and it's just like. Those, those two things are relate. He's maturing. Yeah. He's, that's what, that, like, he's, he's making a little more sense because he's like an adult now. And he's gone through his own stuff with Fair, his relationship yeah. and whatever. But they just keep saying, like, you sound like a doctor now. And it's like, he just sounds like he's making sense. So his advice to uh, Martin is, well, prove her wrong. Prove that you can talk to women and that you're not this kind of person that she thinks you are. And Martin does this by first going to the principal's office and saying, don't, like, take away her detention. I'm not upset anymore. I overreacted. Uh, You don't need to punish her. And then going up to Ruthie and apologizing, being like, I didn't have a sense of humor about you pantsing me, and I should be more appreciative about the fact that I'm part of this family, and the least I could have done was taking you to school with me. Um, Ruthie also apologizes, and it's, you know, fine. Um, it's like, it's a nice family scene, whatever. I don't know. Like, I don't really have anything to say about it, because I didn't really... I, 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 really, I really don't have anything to say about yeah. it. Well, then you don't need to. <laughs> All right, then. Great. I'll um, stop making noises at the microphone. Yeah. Um, the other minor thing that's happening in this episode is, again, this kind of Kevin and Matt bonding, um, Lucy. But not so much, much, this is, like, kind of to follow, I guess, in a way, this episode does finish up, like, tie up the loose ends of the last episode, because we had Lucy, like, not dealing with the emotions or anything she might be worrying about with her pregnancy, and here we see Lucy kind of, she finally starts to accept her pregnancy, as well as like the fact that it might, she might face some challenges while trying to be a mother and trying to go to school and trying to work, and she kind of like is vulnerable. She cries. She has pregnancy cravings. She gets her associate. Not well. She didn't get the associate pastor job, but she will be in charge of a new Sunday school class uh, about abstinence. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get to the purpose of this in a second. Um, oh, well, we could, that was in the cold open. We lost, like, lost over that. Um, oh, okay. And, yeah, well, just, uh, to, just, to, back, just to backpedal a little bit, in the cold open we learned a little bit more about Georgia. We learned that her father is also a minister, Reverend Huffington, at some other church in Glen Oak. The Church of the New Hope. It's something on you. And we learned that um, at that church, um, Georgia and... I guess Simon also yeah. have been going to these classes aimed at teens focused on like um basically like teen sex and basically offering alternatives to just abstinence um and kind of educating teens about if they're going to have sex like the smart way to do it. Um so Georgia reveals that and she's like, "Oh, and we even got some people, some teens from the Glen Oak Church have come over to our classes because like you don't have anything yeah. at your place. And this kind of puts the idea into the Rev's head to do something at the Glen Oak Church, and which is why Lucy's been asked. 
Um, after all these kind of like dramatic realizations from Lucy, maybe, you know, she's not ready, she's scared, etc., etc. And like Kevin being a very supportive husband, they have their big appointment with the doctor where they learn the sex of the baby. Which before this appointment, Lucy actually says, like, I don't want to have the baby anymore. Yeah. She also says that she doesn't want anybody to know either that she's pregnant or that the gender of the baby because she doesn't want people to look at her and see only a pregnant woman because it's not that important to which Kevin says you being pregnant is not important uh, which I thought was like an, an, yeah. an like an even like a normal reaction um uh, anyway it seems like Lucy's pregnancy hurdles are gone this very much reminded me about like the beginning of the previous season or the season before that when she didn't want to get engaged to Kevin and then yeah. like that was an episode and then she was fine um, so anyway, we find out, as the IMDb user summary tells us, that she's going to have a baby girl, and everybody's really excited. Yeah. Uh, little Savannah. So they... That's pe- what they named the baby girl. Oh, Savannah. way to tell me. Sorry. Was that going to be a... No. Is there any reason why it's Savannah? I don't know. I guess they, Because uh, they called the other one Charles because of Grandpa Jackson. Well, yeah. I don't know. Um, I think... Did they, they have sex in Savannah, Georgia? Oh, my God. Georgia! <laughs> <laughs> This is just, like, word association now. Uh, now I, I forget why. Um, okay. I guess we'll I think then. there is... It does have something to do with her, like, having been, like, conceived in, like, Savannah or something what? like when that. When were they in Savannah? I don't know. Who is in Savannah? I don't know. Okay. Okay. We'll find out. We'll find out. There's no reason for me to be overexcited about something that's happened I mean, I could try to yet. Google it, but I don't think I'll find the an no, answer. No, 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 no. Don't, I don't want you to Google it. I'll, <laughs> I'll watch it in real time. All right. Um, so... I'm still Googling it. Okay. If I find the answer, I will tell you. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. So, um, that's it for the other... Yep, they honeymooned in Savannah, but that's not where she got pregnant, but they honeymooned in Savannah. That's where... So that's what they called the baby... The place that they went on a honeymoon. Yes. At least freaking David Beckham and Victoria Be- Beckham named their kids after where they were conceived and not just random places they've been. Oh. Well. Actually, that's a joke in um, Arrested Development about Ron Howard's kids. Oh, what are Ron Howard's kids' names? Bri- Bryce Dallas Howard Dallas. Like, apparently. It's a joke. I don't know if it's true. Dallas is the middle name of all of them. <laughs> I don't know if it's true. Uh, anyway, I will continue on with actual Seventh Heaven related things now. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else to say about either Ruthie and Martin or Matt uh, or Kevin and Lucy nah. before we get into? Yeah. Okay, so Simon. Uh, so, first of all, this dinner. I have to hand it to Simon for being... So mature. Very, yeah, exactly. Um, and his girlfriend, Georgia, they handle the fact that her his parents are bombarding on this dinner and kind of, like, spending all of Georgia's money. Um, well, yeah, he handles it with a lot of grace. And finally, like, they're about to leave, and uh, the Rev's like, aren't you going to talk to us? And he's like, no, I think we've decided that we're going to have we're going to leave our personal stuff between us and we're not going to include you in any of this anymore because you're not at you're acting like kids um and they basically walk away the next thing we see is simon coming home from a night out with georgia probably like staying at the hotel, at, at the hotel room uh, which is when we learn a few things uh first of all the rev is making threats about basically cutting off simon's money because simon's not willing to talk to him 
Simon's like, okay, I'll do everything myself. It's fine. Uh, we also find out that Simon's on disciplinary probation. Um, yeah, the Rev gets a letter, and um, we. It's so stupid. Like, I don't think this is real. Yeah, but, I don't think it's right, real. Well, anyway, we'll cut to. So, like, there's like this kind of tension, and the Camerons and Simon aren't really talking until Matt kind of blows up at the Rev and is like basically giving all these statistics about teen sex and teenage boys and just that, you know, the odds are that Simon is or is going to have sex and they're being really stubborn and ruining their... Like, Matt's like, and he he just wants... He's, like, crying for help and he just wants to talk to you about what's going on because it's a lot and You've you're, you're just pushing him away by, like, being angry at him about this. Yeah, they've created this culture of, like judgment and like their way or the highway kind of thing and like they know better when that's no longer the case uh so simon opens up to matt and then he opens up to the rev and annie um so basically this is what we've gathered and it doesn't make any sense so all right no wait it makes no sense yeah so simon is on disciplinary disciplinary probation because him he and georgia like had sex once and then they got so out of control that Number one, they say he's out of the dorm so often because they're off having sex. And I, I'm pretty sure that it's not, like, who the hell is checking in on, like, if you show up to your dorm room or not. Like, that's, is the RA coming to tuck you in every night? And right. Making sure you're in your bed. But then they say, okay, he's also missed a lot. Like, he's been skipping, both him and Georgia have been skipping class a lot. Um, to have sex, presumably. Presumably. But if, the, if that's the case, then he would be on academic probation, not disciplinary probation. Yeah. Disciplinary probation is like you've been in trouble because of your behavior. Yeah. Like, like you had sex in the middle of a library. And right. Or like... Disruptive. You know, like it's for like alcohol violations or drug violations or like yeah. noise complaints or something. But like not coming home to your bed every night in your dorm is not a reason why you get put on disciplinary probation. So th- that reasoning is weird. The second thing is the reason that he's on discipline- disciplinary probation is because he's having too much sex. <laughs> which, if there's two things I know about college, it's you ha- drink and you have sex. That's what you do. Like, this is news to me. I mean, I don't know. That's, like, the fucking, like, st- like no. thing, but whatever. Well, if we're going with, like, TV stereotypes, yeah. then, like, what the hell kind of college is this that Simon is getting in trouble for, like, not co- coming to bed every night? Because we learned that his grades are fine. Right. So, like, it doesn't matter if you're not going to class if your grades are fine. Yeah. Because if his grades, if, if attendance was an issue, then his grades wouldn't be that good either because then attendance would be, with like, yeah. taken into account with the grades. The other thing is, we're, we then find out that the reason, that, like, the sex be so bomb, that, like, um, that, Wait, so, we learn, we do, we did learn previously in this episode that Cecilia broke up with Simon. Right. Because she wanted to be single going to college. So, um, the, so everyone was like, oh, the day after Cecilia left for vacation, he's with Georgia, but we, th- everyone didn't know that they had broken up. So, um, Cecilia and Simon are broken up, so he immediately goes back to Georgia, even though he tells the Rev that he doesn't even like Georgia, and he just feels like, well, now it seems like he's like, oh, Georgia's the first person I had sex with, so I have to stay with her, and she's the only person I can have sex with. And, um... That's not the case. The Rev is like, what? Like, 
you need to just promise that you're never going to have sex again until you're married. Right. Like, he's the, missing the point. In, oh, uh, and then in, instead of so just being like, oh, this is a regular 18-year-old that had sex, they decide that the reason he's having sex is because he has not coped properly with the fact that he killed someone. And that's what it all comes back to is this car accident from the beginning of last season. And the only way he can cope is by having sex. And then he has so much sex that he gets put on, put on disciplinary probation, and that is now his life. Uh, Simon the sex addict. Uh, but it's fucking ridiculous. Like, pick a lane, Seventh Heaven. Pick a goddamn lane. Like, just have him having sex and deal with that. Why do you have to bring it back to there is a reason he's having premarital sex, you know, or, like, all this stuff? And I think it could have actually been a really good episode and a really good dialogue to have Simon be worried about the fact that, oh, I've had sex with this girl and now do I have to be with her forever? Like, because, you know, he's been taught about how sex and marriage are interrelated and blah, blah, blah. So, but we don't get any of that. Instead, we have the red being like, the first thing you need to do is ask for forgiveness, forgiveness from God. And it's like, no, he really doesn't. Um, yeah. So this kind of is like up in the air, I I mean. I think it's resolved. Well, yeah, because like Simon says. Because the Rev just keeps scolding him, and Simon says, like, I just want you to tell me that, like, what I did is okay, rather than continue it. Like, we're all going to live. Yeah. We're, we can move on from this. Like, I didn't, you know, um, but, and the Rev kind of, like, half-heartedly gives an apology for, like, being such an asshole about this. I honestly would But he still is, like, pushing, like, yeah. oh, well, we know why this is happening. It's because you never fully recovered from the, the trauma of the accident, and... It's just bullshit. It is bullshit, and it's it's really annoying because what it seems like seemed like was happening was Simon was really opening up to the Rev, and the Rev was not listening. And I, I don't know for a show that was try like is trying to be about like children and parents talking to each other. They had a really bad example of like of them being open, yeah. right? Of a child talking to their parent and the parent really like not listening to it because yeah, as you said, Simon just wanted. Either it to be okay, or for him to be like, it wasn't okay, but I understand. And so the Rev was like, don't have sex ever again. He's like, I'm not going to tell you what you're telling me you need to hear to feel better, but we're just going to keep making you feel like shit about this. I don't know. It ends with everybody hugging. And then there's like, ugh, there's a fucking side story with like a mouse. I'm not even going to get into it. <laughs> like, it's just the twins. It's the twins being ridiculous. Yeah. Um, they keep getting, they get in trouble at school again. It's, yeah. But okay. who cares? So this is where we're at. I I really liked a lot of aspects of this episode, but I think it like went like it went so far, but then it just stopped. Like it went eighty percent when it could have really gone the full one hundred percent. Well, yeah, obviously the the Rev's response and reaction to the conversation with Simon was not ideal. No, it wasn't. And like I thought, you would you, that's the way that that scene is set up. You think that it's going to be like. They're finally going to see, like, eye to eye, and it's going to be resolved. But it doesn't feel... No, it really doesn't. Um, yeah, no, it doesn't feel like they... I don't know, whatever. The other thing I just want to say very last minute is that um, this kind of behavior, if this was happening in season three or season four, he'd be sent away to, to Albany <laughs> to live with um, the Colonel and Ruth, because that's what happened... <laughs> to Mary. Yeah. But Mary's the only one that gets in trouble like this. Everybody else is just fine. That's all I have to say about that. Well, all right. Good. You've said your piece. (laughs) So, 
if you want to see... What do you want to rate this episode? Oh, frig, yeah. Um, let's see. This one, I was, like, bored. But, I don't know. I'll give it a three. That's what I gave the last one, right? I think you gave the last one, like, a two or something. Oh, then I'm going to go with a 2.5. Because I can't remember what I gave the last <laughs> one. Uh, I'm giving this just a little less than the last episode. Uh, but it's st- I, I still re- enjoyed it. Uh, a three for me. Okay. Um, so, if you would like to continue listening to us and find out how Simon's evil sex storyline... Well, it's far from over, I can tell you that. Really? We're oh. not done oh, okay. talking about the fact that Simon has had sex prematurely, or, well, pre-baritally. Right. <laughs> um, so... Uh, if you want to follow, continue to follow that storyline and the poor handling of it, you can listen to us every Wednesday and Saturday for new episodes at soundcloud.com slash camdencast on the Apple iTunes podcast app and on Stitcher. You can follow us on social media to see what 7th Heaven looks like. And you can do that by following us um, on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at camdencastshow. On Facebook, we are facebook.com slash camdencast. And you can email us anytime um, at camdencast at gmail.com. I'm Erin. I'm Tant V. This is Camdencast. 